We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. We got about as many people in the gym as we do over here, and hopefully they'll get finished up with what they're doing and and get over here pretty quick. Uh, I went and looked back on our uh, 10 a.m. services, just thinking how blessed we are. Uh, Of course, Brother Sneed for six or eight, ten weeks now has been sick and kind of down, and and, uh, of course the Lord's going to take care of that. I believe that. And then beyond him, we've heard Brother David, we've heard the bishop, we've heard Brother Jarek, we've heard Brother uh, Kelsey, we've heard uh, uh, Brother Brother Parker brought us, we've heard Brother Sneed a couple of times. We've heard a lot of good, we're just blessed. We're just blessed. And uh, we've heard uh, Brother Dwayne Stanton and... Uh, I'm glad he's here, glad he is a part of our church, and uh, I want him to come and bring the word to us this morning, and uh, and then as soon as everybody else is ready, we'll we'll get everybody back on the schedule. Uh, Brother Rodney Fuller, he's been busy, been out some lately, but we've just got a lot of of great talent and anointed uh, men of God, and I'm just honored today to have Brother... Dwayne teaching us in Sunday school. Come on and tell us a good word, brother. All right. If you read between the lines, he talked about the quality and the great people that have been here, Brother Sneed, Brother Parker, Brother David, all those, and what great things we've heard, and I guess what he was saying is that's over today. (laughs) He said yes. All right, let's jump quickly. I've got got 6,000 years to cover in about 40 minutes. We're going to have to boogie. Uh, you can be seated. Um, I'll, I'll read some scriptures in a little bit. Uh, so I never understood why we stand for the reading at first scripture because we don't, we don't stand for any of the rest of them. Uh, what's up with that? You know, if we're going to stand for scripture, let's stand all day long for all of them, right? Anyway, let's go. I want to talk a little bit just briefly about numbers. Uh, numbers are a great study. It's a, a fun study if you've ever... Uh, Done numerical studies. Um, one is the number of union, number of oneness. Amen. There's hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, I and my Father are, there is no other God but one. God is one. One Lord, one faith. And one baptism. Amen. 
Even in the beginning, the universe, you know what word? Universe means one song. One song. That's what God created with the universe. And, and you know, a song, a song doesn't, doesn't stay up here, right? Amen? You have upbeat and you have downbeat. And that's, that's, that's how the, our world is. That's how our universe is. Sometimes we're up and we're down, but don't worry. We're coming back up. There's always upbeat, right? Two is companionship or witness. Uh, there were two, two that, of every kind that entered the ark. Two tablets contain the Ten Commandments. Two testaments in the Bible. Old Testament, New Testament. Two witnesses were always required by law for a testimony. Two genders. <laughs> there's two forces in the world, good and evil. Amen. I'm not going to hit all the numbers. I'm just going to hit a few of them here. Number six. What's number six? What's number six represent? Six is man's number. Everybody say man's number. Six is the number of man. Six is a number of incompletion. That's what we are. Uh, when, when the end time comes, there's going to be a, a number. What is it? Six, six, six. Man's number. Six, six, six. And what is the number of completion? Seven. God's perfect number. Is that right? There, and, and I'm going to give you a bunch here. Seven days of creation. Seven land masses on the earth. Seven bodies of water that complete the ocean. Seven colors to make a perfect spectrum. Seven colors in the rainbow. Oddly enough, the LGBT only has six colors in their rainbow. Just going to throw that out there. Seven notes make a perfect scale. Seven covenants of, of man, Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Leviticus, David, and the Messianic. Seven dispensations of God for human history. Seventh day was the day of rest. Seventh day was Sabbath. Seventh year was a sabbatical year. Seven sabbatical years created the following year of the ju Jubilee. Seven weeks between Passover and Pentecost, seven days for Feast of Tabernacles, seven years to complete the construction of the first temple, seven pieces of furniture in the tabernacle. You know what those are? Give them to me. Seven pieces of furniture in the tabernacle. Come on, y'all know that. Altar, brazen altar, there we go. Candlesticks. Mercy seat, the Ark of Covenant. Oh, you're thinking now, aren't you? Altar of incense. Woo! Caught you off guard, didn't I? All right, let's start out here. Brazen, brazen altar, and then the laver of water, and then we come to the Seven candlesticks. What was on the other side? Oh, the water basin's out there. That's in the holy place, the outer court. So inside the holy place, seven candlesticks. Over on the other side was huh? the table of showbread. And then the 
altar of incense, and then behind the veil in the Holy of Holies, we already said the mercy seat. Seven pieces of furniture. Y'all are smart. How'd y'all get so smart? Uh, seven things God hates, amen? There's seven angels, seven churches, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials, seven horns, seven candlesticks, seven stars, seven plagues, seven spirits, seven eyes, seven lamps, seven thunders, seven heads, seven crowns, seven mountains, seven kings, on and on and on and on. Sevens are everywhere. Seven times around Jericho, and on the seventh day they marched seven times around the seventh day, and seven blew the horn seven times. Seven, seven, seven. The child that was raised from the dead sneezed seven times. Naaman ducked in the muddy water seven times. That's right. We could go on and on and on. But let's go to number 12, God's government or judicial number. Twelve disciples, twelve cakes in the tabernacle, twelve spies. A lot of twelve. We even have the judicial in our system today. Twelve jurors, most typically. There were twelve apostles and on and on. Twelve tribes of Israel. Twelve priests. Uh, the high wall in heaven has 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates. also says there are 12 tribes of Israel, 12 foundations, 12 apostles, 12 pearls. Oh, I don't know. Num- numbers is fun. It's cool. 40. 40 is a number for trial or probation or testing. A lot of things happen 40 days and 40 nights. Forty years Moses was in the wilderness. Forty years he was in Egypt. Forty years in the wilderness. And forty years leading that bunch of knuckleheads around the wilderness. Forty days he was on Mount Sinai and on and on. So a lot of, a lot of things are forty. So I want to talk this morning. I just want to preset this with some numbers. thought that would be interesting, a little fun to do. But uh, I want to talk this morning about dispensations. How many ever heard of a dispensation? We know what a dispensation is? Some of y'all doing this number right here. A dispensation is a period of time which God deals with mankind in a particular way. We've talked about all these numbers. How many dispensations do you think there are in the Bible or throughout time? Give me a guess. What do we say over here? Brother Fuller says seven. You think that's right? He looks honest. He looks, he looks serious about it. So, yes, there's a matter of fact, I just mentioned it in the list of sevens, that there was seven dispensations. And each dispensation have the same components in every dispensation. Dispensation has promises and covenants. It's going to have cursings if you don't comply, admonishments or directives. And in every dispensation, there is one way to be saved. And there is a judgment at the end of each dispensation. We want to start our reading of the very first dispensation starts in Genesis 1 and 26. There. God said, let us make man. One of the last times I taught this Bible class, I talked about that scripture a little bit. Let us make man. You all remember what, who the us was? Huh? I told you there'd be a quiz. Who is us? Let us make man. Who was he talking to? 
This is important. Don't remember. Come on, somebody. Huh? No. Man, brother, you owe me a Coke. The Bible said that, that Adam was created in the image of him that was to come. You remember us talking about that? So God looked ahead 4,000 years and visualized and saw what he wanted to look like when he came to earth. And he created Adam in the image of him that was to come. So, because, you remember, God is a what? Say that again. God is a? So if God created Adam in his image, what would Adam have looked like? He would have been a spirit. You wouldn't have seen Adam. Eve would have been searching all her life trying to find her husband. She'd have never seen him. So God said, let us make man in our image. And he looked ahead and saw the visual image of him that was to come and created Adam in that image. Is that good? All right. So let's read on here. 1 and 26, where we go? and let Okay. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the... I'm going to have to read it up here because I can't read my Bible. Bifocals aren't working. Over the fowl of the air, the cattle, and over the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful. Everybody say fruitful. And multiply. Say multiply. And replenish. Say replenish. The earth and subdue it. Say subdue. And have dominion, there you go, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the that didn't work. Every tree of which the fruit of a tree yielding seed, and you shall be for meat. That's one more verse. And to every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there's life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. This was the beginning of the first dispensation. The first dispensation is the, the, the innocence dispensation. Everybody say innocence. The innocence dispensation. And this was, this was the admonishment. This was the promise. You will have dominion. Be fruitful and multiply. Uh, I said one time before that, that there is a general truth of the whole Bible. A, a specific instance in the Bible will never contradict the general truth of the whole Bible. You're going to find a theme throughout all the Bible. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. Be fruitful, multiply. You're going to see that throughout all the scriptures. We're going to go through a lot of them here this morning. But uh, that was the admonishment. That was the promise to be fruitful and multiply, and you're going to have dominion and subdue everything in the world. And there was one way to be saved. What was the way to be saved in the innocent dispensation? Got any ideas? Pretty simple. Don't eat of the tree in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. That was all they had to do. That was the plan of salvation in the innocent dispensation. Just don't eat of that tree in the midst of the garden. What a deal. 
Eat anything you want. Have anything you want to have. Just don't have that. And what happened? Eve, come on, girl. You know what, you know what started it? Y'all, I know you know this. She questioned God's word. Satan came in and had her questioning God's word. Did God really say? She goes, hmm, let me think about this. So we blame it all on Eve. Eve was the culprit. Eve was the reason we we're in this mess. But I, I, I have to go back and say, Adam had one job. What was Adam's one job? To keep the garden. Adam's job was to keep the garden. Make sure everything was right. Make sure nothing came in and nothing was there that wasn't supposed to be there. Adam had one job. Keep the garden. He obviously fell down on the job because Satan came in behind everybody's back. Adam had been doing his job right. I don't think Satan would have got in. My philosophy. Amen. Pastor preached a message some time ago about the towers in, what was that, brother? Towers in faraway places? In, huh? Towers in the deserts. And in that message, he talked about our job as head of households to be sure we keep things out of our house. Make sure things don't come in our house that will, will destroy our children and our families and, and such. I'll never forget that message. That, that still comes back to, to haunt me. But Adam had a job to keep the garden, and he didn't do it. Satan came in, caused them to question God, caused them to be deceived, and they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And there was a judgment at the end of that dispensation, and the judgment was they were expelled from the garden. That's the judgment at the end of the innocence dispensation. All right, quickly we move on to the second dispensation is the dispensation of conscience. That, that began with, at the time of the expulsion of the garden, it lasted about 1,600 years from the time of Adam and Eve's eviction from the garden under the flood. This dispensation was, the, well, again, the promises and, and, and uh, admonishments we're pretty much still in place because it was the same people. This is the only dispensation you're going to see where the same people were at the beginning of the first one and then at the very following, the same people were given the same instructions. So the promises to subdue and have dominion and be fruitful and multiply was still pretty much in place going into the dispensation of conscience. The way to be saved in the conscience dispensation, remember, every dispensation has one way to be saved. Everybody say one way. The, the dispens conscious dispensation, God says, if you do well, you will be accepted. Just do what you think you need to do. Do the best you can do to be right. And we have that philosophy today. We think, oh, man, I, we, people ought to just be able to do what they want to do. Well, let me tell you, God tried that dispensation. God tried that way. Didn't work. Didn't work. Man's, their thoughts were evil continually. It got to the point where God said, I'm sorry I even created these people. And it went all the way through the, 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 uh, the judgment. Anybody know what the judgment was, was at the end of the 
conscious dispensation? The flood. Everybody say flood. flood. That was the end. That was where God destroyed all of mankind except for, for, Mo, or for Noah. The third dispensation then begins after Noah comes off of the ark. Then we begin the third dispensation, the human government dispensation. This began in Genesis 8. God had destroyed all the earth, saving just one family. And I want to read chapter 9, 1 through 7. Let's grab that. God blessed Noah and his sons and said, be fruitful. Here we go. You see the theme here? Be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, upon every fowl of the air, upon everything that moveth upon the earth, upon the fishes of the sea, your, and, and your hand are they delivered. that sound familiar? We just heard that, didn't we? Be fruitful, have dominion, take care of everything. The whole world is yours. This is, this is God's plan for all of mankind from back then all the way through time. And Noah built an altar. We heard that sermon just recently. First thing Noah did was build an altar. Altars should be the base of our whole life. That was a good message the other day. And, uh, and he planted a vineyard. I, I want to interject something. I don't want to run out of time, but I, and I may. Ooh, all right, I think I'll be all right. He planted a vineyard. I just want to throw this in here. It's, uh, uh, he got drunk. You remember the story about Mo Noah getting drunk and uncovered himself? Ham came along and saw this and went speedily to all of his brothers and the family and says, you need to come and look at what a mess this old man's in. And he mocked Noah and was telling everybody, what a, Noah's doing some stuff he shouldn't be doing. And the two brothers came. You remember what they did? They got a cloth, a blanket, held it between them and walked backwards. They said, we don't want to see this. We don't look at this. You know why they did that? This man Noah was their father, first of all. He was their savior. If it hadn't been from him, they'd be treading water. He was their savior. He was their father. He was their pastor. We are not going to mock. Even he may be doing something wrong, but we're not going to be a part of it. We're not going to look at it. We're not going to see it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to tell everybody about it. This is our pastor you're talking about. I just want to say this right here. Our, our pastor, Brother Hathcock, he... He's not infallible. I talked last time I, I talked this, this church, I talked about we need to pray for our pastor. He can't handle all of the problems and all of the stresses that are laid upon him by himself. He needs us to give back to him and, and pray with him and pray for him and give him sustenance. But we never, the Bible, God says, touch not mine anointed and do my prophets no harm. We never have a right to attack a pastor. Even if somebody, if you thought you knew something bad on him, it's not our business to go and tell people about it. Talk about it. You need to talk to God about it. 
This man is not to be touched. This, he's got to be respected. We've got to be like the brothers. I, 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 God, it's all on you. God, I don't want to know. I don't want to see. This is my pastor. This is my Savior. This is the man that's going to lead me, has led me out of, of the world and bringing me into the life. God, save him, help him, keep him. God will take care of what needs to be taken care of, not you and me. Woo. I don't want to step off into... But, but I, I, I'm, I think they need to be said. We've got to love and respect and trust and dedicate our prayers to our pastor and give him the sustenance and the, the renewal that he needs to lead us and guide us. He's going to stand account one of these days. You know that? He's going to stand before God and God's going to say, what did you teach? What did you? He's got to stand account. Not you and me. This man's got to stand account. We've got to make sure we're praying for him that he does it right. And I have no doubt he's not doing it right. Amen. Amen. Love this man. Y'all hear me? That's how I love this man. I appreciate him. Appreciate the confidence he's put in me. I'm thankful every day for what he's given me since I've been here. All right. Now let's get back into the. That was chasing a rabbit right there. God put a, a, a promise, be fruitful, multiply, all right? And I will never destroy the earth again. I'm going to uh, give you dominion. And he says, whosoever sheds blood by somebody's hand, that person's blood is going to be shed. So we see capital punishment brought in. That was pretty much the way to be saved. Whatever you do, it's going to happen to you. Human government. That's the name of the, the third dispensation. Human government. Dispensation of, dispensation of human government. We, we are, the way to be saved was just whatever you do, that's what's going to happen. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, limb for a limb. And that's how they lived for uh, at least about 325 years probably one of the shortest dispensations that we have. And did they spread about and replenish the earth like they were supposed to? It didn't happen. They congregated and came around. Mr. Nimrod told everybody, we're going to build a tower. We're going to build a city. We're going to build a name for ourselves. And the Bible says, in this thing they began to do, God said that. God came down and saw them building this tower. And God says, this thing they begin to do and now nothing can stop them. Because they were unified. We, we can let that be an example for us. That if we unify and we build our, combine our thoughts and combine our efforts, God said, nothing can stop you. Man, what a revival. What a, what a, what a, what a. Of amazing things we can do for God if we really unify like they did in, in Nimrod's time. But they come together and they begin to build this tower and build this place and try to build a name for themselves. And God said, no, that's not working. That's not, going, that's not how I wanted it. That's not what I said. Go for, spread abroad, do everything. So God sent a judgment at the end. The judgment was the confounding of tongues. They're trying to, man, they're, they're building, they're sawing. And it said, one guy said, Hand me a hammer, and the next guy's hurt. All he heard was, I asked for that hammer. 
And you imagine what that was? Eventually it dispersed them and they went all over the place and they went, uh, they spread abroad at that point. So that created the, the uh, judgment at the end of the human government dispensation. So we had promises, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. That was a promise of human government. Whatever you do to somebody else, that's going to happen to you. That's the one way to be saved. In every dispensation, what? There's one way to be saved. And the judgment came of the confounding of tongues. Then we find Abraham. His name was Abram when we first see him. And he was the beginning of the fourth dispensation called the promise dispensation. Everybody say promise. And again, it, it begins with, let's see, chapter 12. Here we are. The Lord God said to Abram, Get out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, and I will make you a great nation. And I will make you a great name, and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse thee. And the, you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Here comes the blessings. This is the beginning of the, the fourth dispensation. Blessings are coming. And then 13, uh, 14 through 17. Where are we at here? And the Lord God said to Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up now your eyes. Look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and your seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. And the man can, uh, that if a man can number the dust of the earth, thus shall thy seed be numbered. Arise, walk through the land, the length of it, the breadth of it, for I will give it unto you. Amen? Again, with the promises and the, and the admonishments. And Abraham went, went out and, and, and became the father of, of the faithful. From Abraham would come a great nation that God would bless, both natural and spiritual prosperity. God would make Abraham's name great. God would bless those that blessed Abraham's descendants. And so we see where, again, Pastor just spoke of it the other day, the, Abraham had to take his son Isaac to Mount Moriah. God says, you're going to, and this was the beginning of the covenant. These promises and these directives are part of the covenant that God would make, that God made with these. You do this, and I will do that. If you will do this, I will do that. We don't understand covenants in our day and time, sadly. You know, I've heard that I think the Empire State Building was built on a handshake. You ever hear that before? And, and, and throughout time, there's been some great moments and great uh, events on a handshake deal. Because that's, what, that's how they did back in the old days. You know, let's make, make a deal. We don't get to do that now. We have to get lawyers. We have to get stacks of papers. And then we have to get stacks of papers that, to... to to back up the, the, the agreement that we put in place for if you, if you breach that agreement, it's a mess. So we don't understand covenants and, and handshake deals and, and agreements and covenants like that. But they understood it back then. God said, if you'll do this, I'll do that. That's why Abraham says, I'll take Isaac up there. If you want me to sacrifice him, that's fine. But I know you'll bring him back alive if I, if, because that's the deal we made. Whatever you ask me to do, you said... I'll, if I do it, you'll do this for me. What a deal. That's the covenant. So God says, blood's got to be shed. I'm going to give you a ram to sacrifice. And, 
Abraham had to circumcise himself, and that was part of the covenant. So, strangely enough, the one way to be saved in the dispensation of, of promise was circumcision. And that, that was the what they did for however many years and the end of the dispensation the judgment at the end of that dispensation was captivity of Egypt that ended the, prom the, the, the uh, promised dispensation then Moses came along Moses came in and God created the next dispensation the dispensation of anybody know what it is? any ideas? law dispensation Everybody say law. The dispensation of law lasted about 1,500 years from the Exodus, where they came out of Egypt, unto the crucifixion of Christ. This dispensation will continue uh, during the millennium and through some modifications. Let's talk about the dispensation of law. God dealt specifically with the Jewish nation through the Mosaic Covenant. Uh, I don't think I gave these scriptures. 19, Exodus 19, 23. I, I won't dig in all the way, but uh, just trust me that Moses, let's see, 19, well, we're not going to go, we're not going to read uh, six chapters here, but uh, several instances of promise and admonition to Moses at the burning bush, at Sinai, Exodus 19 and 5, now therefore, if you will obey my voice, Keep my covenant, then you will sh these shall be a particular treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So the way, that was the admonishment. You, God promised Moses, you're going to come out, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless the nations, and, and you know, go wherever you walk, you're going to have that land. And he took him to the promised land to see it, and, and that was the promise. Be, be fruitful, you're going to, this is all yours again. Again, with the, have dominion and, have, and subdue and take over the world. That's what God wanted us to do through every dispensation. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue, have dominion. So, the dispensation of law, what did they have to do to be saved in the dispensation of law? Somebody's got to, what is it? Say it again. Obey, Obey yes. What, did, what was the one thing they had to do every year? Sacrifice a spotless lamb. That was their way of salvation. The lamb, they, 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 you, you, you know the story. You know how they did it. They prepared and go through the, the all the, the uh Articles of the altar of the temple that we just talked about, the altar, labor, water, all of that. So Moses came down from the mountain with all of the covenants and the laws that God gave him, and many of them are still in place today. Now we there's two types of there's two types of laws, covenant laws. There are ceremonial laws. And then there are moral laws. Israel had a lot of ceremonial laws. I mean, you know, the, the feast and all the little rituals they did, the, the ribbons of blue around their garments and, and uh, on and on. The, all the ceremonial laws that they had, those we don't keep and we don't follow today. But the moral laws, the law of thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not lie, and all those, those are still in place. We still live and adhere 
to the, to the moral laws that God gave, but the ceremonial laws, when you see the difference, those belong to the Israelites, those belong to the Hebrew people, those don't follow into the Gentile and the grace dispensation. So the way to be saved, again, was a spotless lamb sacrificed once a year. And this lasted all the way through time until Jesus was born and Jesus came on the scene and Jesus was taken to Calvary and he was, oh, i got to hurry. And he was sacrificed for all the sins of the whole world. All the sins of the whole world were put on him. And that was the judgment at the end of the law dispensation. Then we usher into the next dispensation. What dispensation is that? Grace. Say it again. Grace. The grace dispensation. That's where we are today. All right. So that was ushered in. And, and, and again, Jesus set that up as he, was, as he was teaching and preaching. Be fruitful. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to be multiplied. You're going to go into all the world preaching this gospel, teaching nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. What is that? In the name of the Son. What is that? In the name of the Holy Ghost. What is that? All right, and Matthew 28, the fulfillment of Matthew 28, 19 is in Acts 2, 38. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What are we going to do? There's my, I got to hurry. What shall we do? And so Jesus had already set this up. You're going to be fruit. You're going to have dominion over all the things of the world, the, of, even, the invo, even influences. You're going to tread on the serpent, and, and, he's, and, and you're going to have dominion over all power, in heaven and in earth. That was our promise. That was our admonition. Go forth, be fruitful, win souls. That's, that's all we're here for, people. That's through every dispensation, God says, be fruitful, multiply, be fruitful, multiply. What does that mean to us in the grace dispensation? That means to go and make disciples of people, win souls, witness, bring people in, be fruitful and multiply. That's the admonition of every dispensation and most certainly the grace dispensation. And in every dispensation, there is one way, what? One way to be saved. And in this dispensation, there's one way to be saved. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. They said to Peter on the day of Pentecost, that's the day that the grace dispensation started, the day of Pentecost. Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter stood up with the twelve and said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this promise is unto you and to your children and all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Does that kind of sound a little bit like all the other dispensations? Be fruitful and multiply. Every dispensation is pretty much the same. Praise God. And this dispensation will last until the rapture of the church. That will be the judgment at the end of the grace dispensation. The last dispensation will be the millennial dispensation where we're all gone and the time of peace, it'll be a thousand year reign of peace and uh, honestly I don't, there's not a lot of details about any way to be saved during that time. That's a little different dispensation than, than the norm but there will be a judgment at the end of that dispensation which is called the great white throne judgment. We won't be there. I don't want to be there. If you're there, you're in trouble. Because we are going to be up in glory land when that takes place. We're already going to be gone. I don't want to be at the great white throne judgment. If you're going to be at the great white throne judgment, I give you a little bit of advice. You need to repent every day because the Bible says they will be judged by the works and by the books. What books? 66 books. 
They'll be judged by that day, by how they lived, by their works. Everything you've done is going to be read, read to them. All right, you did this, and on October the 3rd, you did this. So you need to repent every day because if you repent, God forgets it. So at least your list will be short when you get there. If you don't repent, you're gonna, they're going to be staying there a long time. They don't care it's eternity. It doesn't matter. There's a long time you've got to stay there and listen to everything. So you, if you're not going to live right, at least you need to repent every day. So at least you don't have to be embarrassed in front of everybody so much. Oh, so. But amen. Our dispensation. Let's go through this one more time. Amen. Our dispensation. We're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. Win souls. He that winneth souls is wise. Amen. That's our challenge. That's our charge to go forth and win. The hook's coming. Music's on. It's pulling me off. But our one way to be saved, again, repent. Be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And go forth and be fruitful. Seven dispensations of man. And we're in the best one ever. Amen. God bless you this morning. Let's, let's stand, let's stand, let's stand.